Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. All right. So here we are with another uh, Misfit Messengers podcast. I'm, I just absolutely love these episodes, Amanda, with guests. They're just so much fun. We get to catch up. Uh, we've been talking already because that's what we do. We, we get on and we chat it up and, and catch up and stuff. But uh, we have our, our good friends and guests today, Scott and Michaela Parnell. Uh, and uh, they're over in Wichita, Kansas, where I hear it's been hot all summer long. <laughs> yeah. 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 For bit. sure it's been hot. <laughs> Tomorrow we get a break and then it goes back up. It's fine. Yeah. We get like one day of fall and then back to summer. Oh, that sounds like Kansas. Or at least it sounds like Missouri when I live there. And so <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Amanda, same, same for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? I mean, obviously we are, we're good fr friends. We were at the training college together. We're, we're all officers within the Salvation Army, but can you tell us just a little short, like who, this is who I am. Yeah. Well, I uh, am Michaela uh, and this is, well, you can't see us, but Scott, we have been <laughs> married for uh, five years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's gone by fast and a lot has happened in five years. I mean, uh, we were in our first employment for four years, and in those four years, had uh, three kids. <laughs> wow. We have three little girls. Uh, Scott's friends like to call him Danny Tanner. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it fits well. Um, Except that my wife is still alive. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> it, hey, that's a, it's a sitcom. It's okay. We can. It is. Yeah, no, it but get it the three girls thing we get yeah, it yeah yeah three girls yeah, yeah 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 and then uh yeah what what else we have a puppy now and we have a cat we're yeah. just we're yeah. overloaded yeah. with we are seriously full yeah so uh we like baseball we like food we like books nice yeah movies uh pretty much any kind of art music yeah nice we uh what else yeah i mean I, food is definitely like one of the biggest things for us i think we we pretty much plan any any event or where we go based on what we want to eat that's you awesome. know and yeah. all the like, time you know like a true salvationist you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah food and coffee yeah there you go yeah well, but, yeah if it works, if it works, then uh, go for it. And uh, Wichita, what's so what's Wichita known for for food? Everything? Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Like, Wichita is a very global city in the middle of Kansas. Wow. Uh, and we were shocked. Um, the other day, we had some really great Vietnamese food, and we were the only uh, non Vietnamese people in that restaurant. Yeah. Uh, super authentic Mexican food uh, down the street from our church where we are is a little mom and pop uh korean restaurant it's literally a hole in the wall ran by a christian husband and wife and it's just the best uh i mean literally whatever you want they just opened a french bakery down the street the other day like it's here yeah it, wichita is kind of wild with food i someone in, i was talking to told me that um wichita is actually like a main like test city for a lot of restaurants because they yeah because they basically they they look at it as if if our restaurant can do well or thrive in Wichita then we know it'll do well in the rest of our markets in the Midwest so there'll be a lot of like franchises and stuff like that that'll just like pop up here and just see how well they do 
and um, and if they do well, then they'll, they'll put them all over the the, the rest of the Midwest. Wow. It's really wild. And there's like even some restaurants that are still around here that I, that are not around anywhere else anymore. Like I grew up in Indiana, and around Indianapolis, there were these uh, little fast food restaurants that were called Schlotzky's Deli. Have you ever heard of Schlotzky's? I have in Northeast yeah. Minneapolis. Yeah. Are there are there any still in Minneapolis? There was when I last lived there. I well, can't they, tell you they, they, all left, they all left Indiana. Like there weren't any left in Indiana. I thought that they were just like gone. We moved to Wichita and there's like six of them in the city. And I was like, this is amazing. So yeah, yeah. Wichita is uh it's it's I, we could we could live here for 80 years and eat out every day and probably not be able to to go to all of the different types of food that are around it's it's really wild that's pretty incredible that's awesome yeah so i my guess is i never heard of that delhi thing because i lived in the middle of nowhere the closest city was only five thousand people so that's probably, <laughs> probably why i've never heard of it i grew up in small town america it's fine um <laughs> <laughs> well, the next the next question we always like to ask everybody because i i'm curious because i like to read a lot but what are you reading or studying right now that's kind of you know tripping your trigger or or whatever oh man <laughs> mine is not new by any means but let me tell you anna green gables is changing Ooh. my life <laughs> all right yeah i think i just finished book six last night uh got one more to go before her like spinoffs or like continuations of other people not just Anne um I didn't read them growing up and you know I'm kind of glad I'm I'm kind of glad that I had discovered them for the first time now that I'm 30 and a mom especially uh but just to to read about have you either of you ever read Anne I have not no I know I know the story pretty well oh, but I guys man she's just so great and she's just this little like especially the first one this funky girl she was an orphan Finds family gets adopted, but uh, there's stories of faith intertwined. So that's yeah. really cool. Um, and just, I've, I've really have been into this idea uh, of like the good and beautiful in life, like what is good and what is beautiful. And Anna Green Gables is good and beautiful. And I have just been loving it. That's awesome. I might have to go check that out. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's I never... really sweet. It's a very innocent, beautiful joy bringing series nice yeah yeah i've been reading a lot of fiction the past year or two also that i'm currently reading ready player one okay which they made a movie about like a yep. few years ago but they made a he wrote a second book and i was like well i want to read them i want to read the second book but i was like i'll start with the first book yeah. which it's your typical like book versus movie thing where it's like oh my gosh like this book is so different and so much more intricate and complex and better you know in a yeah. lot of ways so that's been really cool um but before that I just read a book by Shannon Martin okay um, called Falling Free and if you don't know Shannon Martin or if you haven't read anything, yeah I Falling Free is her was her debut book okay. but a couple years ago we read her second book called uh, the ministry of the ordinary places and it's still by far like one of my favorite uh like christian lifestyle leadership you are books yeah it's it's phenomenal um but anyway falling free i just read that 
which was more about like how she um how she kind of got into this second book but which just like a backstory of her she her and her husband and had um like always wanted to live on a farm they bought this farm they had all this acreage all this stuff they had like super high profile jobs had tons of money you know all this great stuff the, their dream basically is what she she puts it as like i you know the dream of what i always wanted i had yeah. uh, the only thing that was she was struggling with was that they were unable to have children uh, which was, a you know, uh, a devastating thing for her. But, you know, it was just one of these things that they were kind of living through. And then in Falling Free, she talks about how, like, they 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 felt God tell them um, to sell the farm, like, to just get rid of it. But even though it was like, this is what they worked so hard for, like, all their lives, you know. So they sell it. They end up moving into, like, the roughest part of the city. They live in, in like, okay. Goshen, Indiana. Um, they they end up moving to like this roughest part of this neighborhood. Like, like it's predominantly black. Like there are a bunch of white people, like, you know, hanging out in this neighborhood. They feel totally out of place. Um, he ends up becoming like a, uh, a, a jail um, chaplain. And she, and, and all of a sudden, like they start having these like teenagers and stuff that will come over to their house in their neighborhood. And they end up like adopting some of these kids and, it's just she just shares all these stories about like how, like how um, like giving up what she thought was her dream and then moving into this neighborhood where it felt like she didn't fit in was that's where she really um, you know felt like like real ministry was happening you know what I mean she was like uh, just liberated through Jesus and and um, and and all the things that come along with that it, she's just also she's just one of these type of writers that. Um, is just so conversational and like funny, but not like over your head and right. super practical. Like I, that, that's the one thing about like any kind of like Christian leadership or Christian lifestyle books is like, if I read it and I'm like, you gave me no practical like application of how to do this. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't like it. It feels like right. that was, I felt kind of chipped, you know, but like with her, she's one of these people that are like, yes, like this is what what I've done, you know, and maybe this will work for you or maybe not, you know, but yeah, check out her book. She's got a new book coming out in October, her third book. I think it's about called being about being a neighbor. Yeah. About being good neighbors or something. I forget what the title We're not is. We're having a boom team, but we might as well be. Yeah. yeah she's, she's phenomenal. <laughs> she's great. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Check out Ken Martin. I always enjoy uh, hearing, you know, books that people are reading and, you know, things that are impacting uh, life and, and how you live and, it, it's always interesting when we ask that question, like what people are reading, because we all have our different things. Like I'm reading a book called Expository Apologetics. No one should be surprised that I'm reading a book <laughs> called that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that's awesome. That's so good. And uh, so what do you, are you preaching on any series or you got a Bible study going with church, anything in, yeah. in scripture? That's really yeah, try a couple. <laughs> yeah, all, all of the above. Uh, yeah, so right now we're in the middle of a series called The Wilderness, um, preaching about different people that spend time in the wilderness and how God meets us there and sees us through. So that's, that's been pretty cool. And at the same time, uh, it kind of just happened this way we are also leading a bible study for young adults through the book of exodus so also you know some wilderness going on uh seems to be a common theme yeah. uh so and then we have a mid and then we also do like a midweek bible study 
uh, for either folks that are retired or, or that want to come like in the middle of the week during the day. Mm -hmm. um, and that one we're doing Matthew, but it's, it's NT rights. Um, okay. Like Matthew for everyone. Cause he yep. has this like new Testament thing. He does. If you look at those studies they're They're yeah. awesome. They're I mean, really he's, good. he's one of these people that like, I, I mean, I've read a lot of his stuff, you know, like, like you have, you've probably read much more than I have, but sometimes I read his stuff and I'm like, I, I have to read it over and over to understand it. These Bible studies that he wrote are unbelievable. Like they're so it's, it almost doesn't even feel like it's him writing it in, in a lot of ways, just cause he makes it not, he doesn't dumb it down. He just like, he makes it for everyone. Like he just, he, he just lays it out. So, so well, I'm like, man, yeah, this guy is, uh, uh, yeah, he's good. He's good at, at, at like, you know, talking up here, you know, to like the intellectuals that are like, that are re reading apologetics, you know, expository <laughs> apologetics. And then, uh, and then also the people that are reading 80s, you know, <laughs> you know, nostalgia novels, you know, sci-fi. Right. Sci right. Like well, that, that is an indication of how intelligent he really is because generally, I mean, you can be really smart and only be able to talk at a high level and can't, yeah. can't figure out how to make it for the everyday man, as it were. But he can do both, and it it's actually a pretty amazing thing because not everybody can, especially yeah. the the scholars, the intellectuals, the the folks who have been in academia their whole life to for them to write kind of the you know basic level that still covers a lot of the same material, right? It's not like you said, it's not dumbing it down. It's just everybody can approach it and and get something out of it. That's awesome. So yeah. Yeah, I, I I think we'll probably stick with a few of those mm -hmm. uh, in the future. I mean, it's kind of laid out. This first one is going to take us like, I don't even remember, like 20 weeks or something, you know. So so it's going to be a little while, but but I'd, I'd really like to just get through the Gospels. Yeah. Those like over the next year or two with mm -hmm. folks, you know, but yeah, yeah, we're we're really pumped about that. Yeah, awesome. I'm in the BSF for the first time, uh, Bible Study Fellowship. Okay, I'm loving it. It's only week two, but I, this is one of the best things I've done for myself is to sign up for a Bible study where they don't know I'm a pastor. Uh, right now, maybe we'll see how long that you know we can go before they before that comes out. But uh, and I just get to show up, and it is so great. Uh, and just. You know, for a minute, I thought being in all these Bible studies at one time, Scott is leading one, I'm leading one, and then I'm sitting in one. I thought it might be a lot, but it's really just given me this hunger for the word mm, um, and just to yes. see how they overlap in certain areas. And so far, I'm not overwhelmed so far. I'm just pumped to to get to dive into God's word with other people. Amen. Amen. And what's the, so what's the Bible study fellowship covering? It's kingdom, kingdoms divided. So it's going through the book of, of Kings and. Oh, okay. And, um, nice. Yeah. Today, you know, I, I did uh, the homework and learned the difference between Rehoboam and, or, oh my gosh, Jeroboam and Rehoboam and, yep. you know, all the Boams and. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it's interesting. So I'm actually uh, with a one-on-one, -on -one, I do some one-on-one -on -one discipleship with some of my core members. And one of them we're, we're working through, uh, we did first Samuel and now we're in second Samuel. And it's interesting because I didn't, I didn't make the connection until this time through second Samuel, because I thought the division happened with Rehoboam and Jeroboam and it did and the, the full division, but the division, I, was like, had... I just read that it did. What are you going to tell me? <laughs> no, but what I'm saying, like the, the background of that actually started when, when Absalom crowned himself King and G and, and David flees Jerusalem uh, because he was fleeing for his life, brings his whole household with him. 
Then uh, Joab, who's his general, goes and kills Absalom against David's wishes, but that's neither here nor there. And they cross, they they come back, the kingdoms or the, the tribes come and get David to bring him back to Jerusalem. But not all the tribes came back. The 10 northern tribes were like, we have no part of you. You you're you're from the tribe of Judah. You don't have any part of us. Why should we welcome you back as our king? And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, so the seeds of this division started already back in David's reign. And they just got exacerbated when Jeroboam huh. comes to the throne and is a moron. God is so cool because I uh, am preaching on Psalm 62 this coming weekend. And so just yesterday I was studying because that is a Psalm when David is in the wilderness fleeing either from Absalom or from Saul. There, like no one is for sure, but I was just reading more about that yesterday. And here it comes full circle. Like God is cool. Bible study is cool. Yeah. And you say in Exodus, Amanda and Brian are preaching on Exodus in their church. Hey, True. We just finished uh, the Ten Commandments and um, kind of um, a little bit about um, how how to be or <laughs> sorry why God um, why God makes and requires holiness mm. and how the foundation of um, the Ten Commandments are honoring to God and to how to be a neighbor. And when you guys were talking about the different things that you are um, talking about, I, I just kind of kept feeling this neighbor theme, even with restaurants and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> um, and I was recently just talking um, with some of my ladies at Bible study about um, why do we need each other, right? Because in COVID, everyone kind of isolated and went internal um, to, you know, in their little bubbles. But um, why God actually requires community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and the challenges that that brings but also the overwhelming blessings um yeah but but it's but it's not just a good idea to be neighbors it's a requirement um and and why god establishes that um in us so that's so good and that's so important you're you're so right you know like i think after covid or especially during it but even now like i think there's still a lot of people that kind of have this attitude of of like oh well i don't really need to go to church i can watch it from home or you know i don't i don't you know yeah but yeah i the bible i think tells us the exact opposite you know like so, so yeah so does shannon martin yeah <laughs> well jenny and i always talk you know why do we why do we do this why do we come together and and when we get too isolated in our own brains our theology always gets weird yeah oh. <laughs> I, especially yours i'm sure amanda <laughs> yep yeah that's why we are together together that's why, yeah that's why jenny's like uh are you sure you know <laughs> like all right i don't let's circle back on the thought you know um, but we need we need each other right because um our relationship with god is not just um us to him and him to us it's him through us to others yeah yeah Right, it's horizontal. I can see you doing this with your arms right now. Oh, hi. I'm like, yeah, sorry, not visual, but it's a horizontal thing. Yeah, we can see each other, but y'all don't get to see our our visuals. Too bad. And posing for a dive and then spreading your arms out. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. You talked about being a neighbor. So one of the things I told my I tell my congregation all the time. I ask them this question. Why do we obey the speed limit? Because in Manitowoc, in a residential area, which this core is, 
we're in a neighborhood, we're in a residential area. The speed limit's 25. I said, why do you obey that? And they're like, so we don't get tickets? That's an option, right? But I said, we obey that because we live in a residential area with children and animals. And if we drive 25, we have time to stop so we don't hit them. Yeah. If you drive 35, you don't have time to stop. So we actually obey the speed limit, not so that we don't get a ticket, but so that we're good neighbors and don't hurt our neighbors. All right, Jenny, bring in this roof. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and they're, they're like, uh-huh, sure, okay. <laughs> but that's that's how I, I think about it, so I don't speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because maybe I, uh, I have a lead foot, so maybe I need to start thinking uh, Jenny sucks. <laughs> <laughs> No, but in in this neighborhood, like I said, our last church was downtown in a town where we were surrounded by people. Mm -hmm. Here we are in a neighborhood surrounded by people, but they're in their houses. (laughs) And uh, so we're just trying to learn how to, how to be neighbors here. How, how can we show up and how can we, yeah, God, how do you want to use us uh, in a, in a different uh, way or in a different context? uh, because, you know, I don't want to go door to door. But yeah, so it's just been cool to see the ways God has put it on our heart to uh, to show up in our neighborhood. And uh, yeah, we're just really excited for what that looks like. I think for a minute, just for a minute, I was a little bummed. Like, God, why are we in a church that's smack dab in the middle of the neighborhood? Mm. When, you know, I'm used to seeing all these people walk around downtown and all these cars and people coming and going. But this is so cool. There are so many people here, obviously. We just get to, you know, we just learn to be their neighbors. And I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. That's awesome. God's gonna give you opportunities, right? It's just a matter of being being attentive and seeing yeah. It. yeah. He already has. We man, we and this is not like anything to say go us. This is like go God. Uh we had a block party. We went out and passed out popsicles and invitations, you know, thinking, you know, a few new faces, but like you know, a quarter of the neighborhood seemed to like show up and that was so cool. That's awesome. Um, and uh, a couple weeks ago, we went out on a Monday morning, like the first, the second week of school and uh, we passed out iced coffee and donuts to moms and dads in the car line. That's so um, cool. So uh, yeah, God is definitely leading us and we're just excited to, to figure out how to be better neighbors. I like it. I like the neighbor, neighbor idea and the community and we don't live, we're not islands as Christians. We can't be. Right. It doesn't, right. it's not effective. And if being a good neighbor means I get to go try your food at your restaurant, I'm all in. Yes. Yep. Wow. That's good stuff. Uh, so the, the other question I always make sure I ask, or at least the last couple of times is, is what's the best part of doing ministry? Like we have a pretty unique opportunity, I think as Salvation Army officers to do a ministry in and in maybe a a different way than your average pastor or your average uh, person who does ministry. So what, for you guys, what, what's the best part of that? Take your time. I mean, it's, it's a loaded question, but. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I still think the, the best part of, of doing ministry for me and it, I don't know if it's necessarily like strictly just like being a minister, you know, but yeah. I, I think that when, when I can share with someone who is struggling with whatever, 
or you know is going through any certain circumstance in life and i can share with them something personal in my life that god has taken something something negative in my life that god has taken and turned into a positive Mm -hmm. and see the way that that can impact that person um to then see how god can can positively impact their life also that those things are like it fill it fills my soul you know like it's one of those things of just kind of being reaffirmed by it you know of like i mean you guys know my my past and my history you know you know as a young man when i left the church and ran from the lord you know i made a lot of terrible terrible decisions that by all means um should have either ended with with me dying or uh being in jail forever and uh and the fact that when i was sitting in a jail cell and 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 asking myself like well if there's a god like what's he gonna do to make this good you know what i mean yeah Um, and then to be you know over a decade later like where i am now you know and like seeing like oh well if that hadn't happened then this wouldn't have happened and this wouldn't have happened this would have happened and now here i am you know mm-hmm. serving in wichita with my wife and three children who i never would have imagined you know i would have had at that time you know and right. to be able to share that you know i mean this like this weekend we have men's camp this weekend mm-hmm. and i tried so hard to get like all the guys from our core to go and like none of them would go but I'm still like I'm so looking forward to it because I know that there's going to be a bunch of guys there from the ARC like from the adult rehabilitation center mm-hmm. and and I love like ministering with those guys like you know and and just kind of like because some of them are like where I was 10 years ago you know and to right. be able to say yeah. like this is what God can do mm-hmm. you know um yeah that's like that's the best part of ministry to me but again it's like that's really just that's just testifying what god does so if that's what ministry is if it's just testifying what god can do and what he does then yeah that's the best Uh, jenny and i were just uh talking about this yesterday jenny (laughs) uh just about about first peter and um the hope declaring the hope that you have giving the hope that you have Mm -hmm. and we are all walking breathing testimonies of the hope of god yeah yep you know no i mean just this is where i was this is where i am and i mean it doesn't even i mean um even if you don't have a i was sitting in a jail cell type of testimonies god you are you know you you are a testament of the hope that that somebody needs yeah yep right that's you know and then going back to that neighbor you know and we never know who needs our story. Mm. We're not going to know. Um, but what we do know is we serve a big God who has a big hope to yeah. say, if you are here, God is pursuing you. And that hope is available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, you know, we re- that no one is, is too far removed from it, you know? Yeah, and that, that's like... I mean, that's like the the story of my introduction to the Salvation Army was, you know, to having not been in church for years mm-hmm. and walking into a Salvation Army on a Sunday morning 
and hearing that's that exact thing preached like that it's never too late like god doesn't give up on you like there's nothing that you have done that is going to keep you away from him and his love you know draw draw near to him and he will draw near to you type mm-hmm. of thing you know yeah. and and if it hadn't been for that you know i i'm i prayed right there and was like you know that felt like that was coming straight at me and yeah. i felt god say this is where i want you to be in this in this little church with 12 people that are all over the age of 65 i want you to be here <laughs> i said that makes no sense but okay <laughs> that's and awesome then, yeah and then yeah. you see what does you know but yeah that every like people especially people that have strayed but even people mm-hmm. who have grown up in the church and have you know sat in a pew every sunday for however many years they need to hear it too that like mm-hmm. like god doesn't give up on you like the times where we feel like we've you know we're going through the motions or the times where we feel like we've backslid or the times that we feel like we've totally turned our backs on him and ran the other way like he he wants all of us he wants all of us you know amen all right Michaela, for you <laughs> you follow that up <laughs> i know i did not ever sit in a jail cell uh i you know have opposite testimonies to some extent neither neither of us grew up in the church though uh well for the most part and um anyway my favorite part probably has, has changed since we moved here um, just because of new and different opportunities is that I've got like a handful of young adult women. So mm. four, five, six, at least about six of them from like 17, 18 to like 23. Oh, okay. um, and that was like, those were awful years in my life. Just like struggling with my identity, mainly my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like any, every young woman kind of goes through that, especially like those high school and college years, they can be make it or break it. And they about broke me if it wasn't for the Lord. And so, uh, I just am really excited to do life with them. Like, yes, we just started young adult Bible study. Um, but like, it's not right now. It's like not super intensive, like discipleship. It's like, Hey, let's go to goodwill together. Let's get lunch. Like, let's just like become, let's get to know each other um, and do life together. And their moms come too. And their moms are about my, a little bit older than me. And so it's just, it's really fun. Um, just doing life with these ladies who, uh, who could use more encouragement from the Lord. Um, and if they're anything like me, you know, <laughs> need some extra loving right now. Um, and so I'm just really glad that God put us in a place where I can um, have relationships like that and hopefully use my testimony um, as an encouragement to them. And um, yeah, and kind of side by side with that, and what we've already talked about Bible study mm-hmm. is uh, a really favorite part of ministry right now too and anyone can you don't have to be you know a pastor to do a bible study or whatever um but we have found uh, that maybe leaders in the church have just assumed that everyone knows how to study the bible right that if you mm-hmm. grow up in the church you know how to study the bible uh, and we're finding that's not quite true and that's not a bad thing at all it's nothing to be ashamed of but uh our young adult Bible study, we call it young adult slash working adult because we have ages uh, like 15 to 50 okay. <laughs> um, and everyone in, be- in between, you know, and um, we're all learning to re relearning to study the Bible together right now. And to do that in fellowship with people uh, who want to know more is, is really great. And it's just, it's so fun. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Your- I- Go ahead. 
Yeah, I, I was just thinking what she was talking about. You know, it's it's funny how, uh, you know, when we got to spend 22 months, you know, at the training college, just being saturated in study and all of these things, like, it's so easy to kind of just take for granted the the things that we think of as basic um, that not everybody is even aware of. Like we, the last Bible study we had, we ended kind of just open ended asking everybody, like, do you want to share something that you, that you learned something that you didn't know before tonight, that now that we've finished this section of the study that, that, that now, you know, that, that you thought was interesting. And one of the, the people was like the 12 tribes of Israel. I didn't know that that was a thing. And I'm like, and that's one thing that I'm like, man, like how, I, I don't think I ever would have thought like, Hey, I, let me, let me tell you about the 12 tribes. You know what right. I mean? Like, mm -hmm. because that's one of the things that we probably are just like, Oh yeah, well, everybody knows that. Right. Like, no, no, not really. Like, you know? And so it, it's, it's really changed a lot of how, how I, I, I preach too, because I mean, that might've been something that in the past when I've preached been like, oh yeah. And then the 12 tribes, you know, and then not talk about that at all other than right. just assume that everybody knows what I'm talking about. So, you know, really um, trying to get into that NT right gospel for everyone, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, be important. we totally have that here in Kirksville too. Um, um, so I, I think I might, I don't know if I talked about this before, but when Brian and Brian and I got here, there was no people, zero, like yeah. zero people. So I just made my st kids sit in the front row because I said, I didn't write a sermon for no reason. So you're going to apparently hear it. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, you know, the, so, you know, we've, we've, we've slowly added people over the last years and um, we have about 30 to 50, but they're all, they're all new Christians, all of them. Yeah. All of them. Um, and like, they don't know the story of the Exodus. They don't know who Moses is besides Charlton Heston. They don't know who, <laughs> you know, that someone made him watch on Easter for, you know, four hours. Um, they don't know the story of Joseph. They don't know any of this. And then we're like, oh my God, like, so to see it, like, uh, so we're going through scripture through storytelling. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's we're, great. Um, we're, 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 we're doing this you know from from adam and eve to noah's ark to the tower of babel to you know mm -hmm. and um and it's just so cool because again those things that you really take for granted um you know are there and yeah. you're like yeah and and it actually makes me as i'm studying i thought i thought i knew these stories mm -hmm. until i'm going through line by line of scripture and rewording it into a story so that people can follow and understand and i'm like there are so many layers that i totally assumed that i knew yeah um, yeah i mean we had we were studying just last week in exodus one of like a 14 year old girl was like what's a midwife you know and the midwife talking about with moses and you guys talk about how cool these midwives were and what they did and how they deceived pharaoh right or wrong just like just the smallest of characters can catch someone's attention and then you're like oh yeah like that is that's a really cool story. Like, let's talk more about this person, you know, and not just read it and pass it by. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, that's one of my favorite parts just in general is, is Bible study where you have people of, and for, for us here in Manitowoc, I have people who I have retired officers mm -hmm. who taught at the training school uh, and, and new Christians and then uh, mentally handicapped folks. So I have the whole gambit. And what I love is, is the interaction between all of those 
folks and getting it where you can get the little things like what is a midwife or who are the 12 tribes or, um, you know, we're studying actually in Exodus. We're almost finished. We're on the story um, of Joseph. And so we're, I think we have like four chapters left of Genesis. We've been doing it for a year because uh, Genesis has a lot of chapters, but it has been amazing to see how many people thought they knew the creation story until we covered the creation story. And they're like, oh, this is, this isn't what I thought I remembered. Or, you know, they thought they knew the Noah story until we covered the Noah story. And they're like, wait, this isn't how I, because we remember it as kids, potentially, if you grew up in the church so. and you, you know, the kid version of the story, but the kid version of the story is never the full story. They're not usually, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not uh, covering everything. Prime example, our almost four-year-old before on Monday, Nora, this morning was uh -huh. talking and, uh, the way the light was coming in, there was a rainbow, right? And it was coming on her face and on the mirror. And I was like, look, there's a rainbow. And, you know, as a mom, like trying to use every opportunity, like Nora, in the Bible, what's the rainbow mean, you know? And like, let's talk about this. And we talked about it and she said, it, it means that God will never uh, like leave us alone like that again or whatever. But then she said, it means he'll never let the monsters get to us again too. And I'm like, yep, all right. Five <laughs> monster, you know, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like that analogy. That's a good one. I'm going to use that. Never yeah, let the monsters. That's good. She's hilarious. My favorite thing from her recently was she, we, you know, are blessed to be able to send her to a Christian daycare. Mm, um, awesome. And so they actually like have chapel a couple times a week for okay. kids her age. And she'll come home from school on those days and we'll be like, what did you learn about in chapel? And one of the first times she came back, she was like, she was like, oh, we learned about the tower. And I was like, what tower are you talking about? She said, you know, the one where all the people went, blah, 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 blah. I was like, Tower of Babel? <laughs> she was like, yeah, Tower of Babel. <laughs> I love it. That's a pretty good synopsis. I mean, that's no, awesome. I think that's funny how, we, we actually, we did a series on that a year or two ago. I think it was just all about Sunday school stories uh, mm -hmm. and what they actually are, you know, yeah. like looking at them through a, an adult lens, basically. Because yeah. yeah, man, like, I mean, nothing against Veggie Tales or, you know, your typical Sunday school teacher, but there's a lot of that stuff that is just totally um, left out or yeah. twisted, like in a, in a way that I, I don't think is, is always necessarily helpful, you know, like yeah. you, and, it, and looking back at those things now, yeah, it, it's really easy to kind of like, oh man, like, yeah, I did not, I, I, I really thought this was different, you know, or I thought this ended differently, or I, I thought Jonah was a good guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing where you're like, oh no, he was a jerk. Like, you know, like, like, like stuff like that, that, that uh, is, is, is really neat. So yeah, that's, it's fun to do that, to, to really dig deeper into those things. Absolutely. And to say, I mean, if, I, sorry, if anyone thinks the Bible's boring, they haven't read it. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Because I, uh, I just going through our people and they're like, this could be on HBO. Like, I know, right? Yeah. Hollywood gets it wrong every time. But yes, some of it has been on HBO. <laughs> right. just, just don't call it that. It's fine. It's good. Well, that's, that. you know, you go to Solomon's wisdom in Ecclesiastes, right? Like there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. Such yeah. good stuff. I will say that part of the reason we have this podcast is actually because something we all did together at the training school called Tea and Theology, 
which right. is kind of one of the reasons we have the podcast in general is because we like just ha- like sitting down and having conversations about life and theology and stuff we're reading, stuff we're thinking about, stuff we're doing. And, and this is a great outlet for that. Um, and also a great way to get, inf- you know, be an encouragement to other people who might listen. So yeah, yeah, for real. That's the idea. I'm so glad you guys are doing it. It's great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, That's thank fantastic. you so much for being on, but it's good. All right. Well, uh, Amanda, do you have any final thoughts before we conclude today? Um, no, it's just uh, really been a blessing. Um, they're remembering to um, how do we be neighbors with each other and being really jealous of Wichita cuisine. That's what I've. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we have to go to Wichita and, uh, and, and eat out. Love it. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, we would we would just parade you all over the city. Five hours from us, Amanda. Five hours. You're five hours from us. So I must be like (laughs) twelve. But I can make it work. I could fly. I could fly. It's fine. Wichita is the air capital of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Wright brothers were historical city. Well, that's that's the confusing part. Like, yeah. So the I mean, yeah, yeah. Because the Wright brothers. Right brothers were in Kansas. No, but what's the case? Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart was from. That's Kansas. it. Okay. But then, like, the, yeah, just like just aviation in general, uh, like, is just such a big deal here. Boeing used to be here, like mm-hmm. all these things. Harrison Ford comes here because he gets his personal plane um, here. serviced here in Wichita. So every once in a while, people run into him at restaurants around here. Even more of a reason for you guys to come, so we can go see Han Solo. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, absolutely we're down. down. We'll have to try and make that happen sometime. And then, hey, when we're all together, we can maybe record another episode of something. And yeah. we'll be at the same, same place. There we go. Awesome. Over, awesome. over Vietnamese food. Yep, I'm down. Yeah. I, I'd be open to any yeah. of those ethnic, ethnic foods. It was I'd... so, yeah, it was so good. Like, India, <laughs> oh, gosh. We're about to get a Korean hot dog place. Have you heard of that? Where they, like, Korean deep fry these hot dogs and, like, all kinds of strange things. Okay, yep. We got to try it. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. All right, friends. I always uh, conclude our podcast with uh, uh, this phrase that I use that I say all the time. And so I'm going to say it again, but God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. So we'll catch you guys next time.